Previously on Libel the Bible. Yahweh invites Moses and the elders up the mountain and shows them his feet. Yahweh summons Moses further up the mountain. Yahweh spends 40 days detailing his dream home. He's very specific about the materials for his tabernacle. And even more specific about his curtains. We're not saying Yahweh's an alien. But he's an alien. And now, episode 21 of Libel the Bible. Previously on Libel the Bible. Scott was an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Rusty lashes out at Islander fans. Hey, what's going on, Scott? So, no uh, previously on, huh? No, I am. we're going to record it. You got one job, Russ. We're going to record it. One job for the beginning of the podcast, at I least. Know. So, you're going to record what? One job. It's like, um, so for those of you listening... Um, I was a teacher for like nearly a decade uh, in middle school for New York City Public. Uh, wasn't it, wasn't it, well, hold on. It wasn't like three years. No. Oh, no. No. Wow. Good for you, man. Three years. Yeah, it didn't seem like we had that long. <laughs> Maybe to you it did. <laughs> nearly a decade. Wow. And, um, you know, a decade's 10 years, right? Yeah, I know. <laughs> okay. And, um,. I f- uh, you you fucking <laughs> fucked up my train of thought. Now I don't remember what I uh, wanted to say. You said you were a teacher, and it was it was one job, but that one job contained like fifty different jobs. Oh, right. So when you allude to the fact that like you know I have one job for this podcast, it's really like fifty jobs. Well, you have one job for the beginning of these especially podcasts. carrying you. Yeah. That's why I'm losing weight, man, to make it easier for you. Struggling with that wine again. Oh, here we go. Oh, I'm going to spill it all over myself. I am not. Okay. Yeah, that was that was fantastic, Scott. That's my drop for the uh, day. Uh, yeah, that's, Listen, man, that was why, worth the dead why air. Why must you need to take everything from me? That was What's worth the dead like, air. You know who you are? You're that guy in Superman 3? The, the Richard evil guy? Pryor? No, no, the bad guy. The guy with the teeth? No, the guy that was creating the robots and all that. The, no, the okay, guy. yeah, okay. And he was like... It's not enough that I must succeed. Everybody else must fail. That's like type of. That's like the kind of guy you are. Well, you know, at least I'm not the kind of guy that references Superman three. <laughs> like <laughs> all the movies that you could have referenced with like an asshole in the movie, like Superman three is a ridiculous. Maybe one. that one stuck stuck with me. Why? You you were hot for that robot, right? No. Do you remember when the woman became a robot? I barely remember that movie. Yo, I remember that Richard Pryor me. became like a computer programmer from the box of matches. He became like Bill Gates, basically smart. Mm-mm, no. And you just, just knew where the half pennies were kept. What? He just knew how to find the half pennies. Oh, right. Like, right, 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 right. Yeah. He was a scam artist and he figured yeah. that out. But he got caught like immediately. Like, they figured out like his scam. Oh, he showed up, he in, showed a up in the Ferrari, right? He bought the Ferrari, right? <laughs> All right. I think what we learned is there is no reason to have Richard Pryor in like a Superman movie. None. I don't think he'll be in anymore. Well, that's fucked up, Scott. Oh, too soon? Yeah, too soon. Too soon. Too soon. 
So, um, since we don't have a previously on, let's talk about previously Why on. Why do you like keep a, saying we we don't have a previously on? Because you didn't. You, you where is it? We're gonna have a previously on. We're gonna record a previously on. You mean we're gonna do something out of order, and then you're gonna put it in order, like editing wise? <laughs> it's kind of like <laughs> that's crazy, Scott. It's crazy. It's crazy talk. It, it seems disingenuous. <laughs> I mean, it's not about this episode, right? It's that's about last episode. Um. So now you're gonna edit all this out? I'm not gonna edit any of this out. I'm gonna leave it in so people can hear how dumb you are. Wait, wait. So, so wait. They're gonna hear a previously on, and they're gonna hear me talking about not having a previously on. And I just said I'm gonna leave this in so they can hear how dumb oh, you are. That's just not right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. What are you gonna do, Scott? Yeah. And by the way, the Dead Sea is like bigger than 150 miles wide, man. Just saying. How wide is it? It was pretty fucking wide, like twice that. I said that, well, in fairness. At its, oh, oh, fairness. At its, all wi- fairness at its widest point. But that's not what we were talking about, right? I don't know what we were talking about. Um, uh, first of all, at least I know that there's a sea called the Dead Duh. Sea. It was the... The Red, Red sea. sea. Well, whatever. I know both the Dead Sea and the Red Sea, and I know oh, where both of them are. Wow, good for you. Do you know where they are right now, by the way? No, I didn't have such a fine teacher Mount for a Sinai is? Yeah, Mount Sinai is in Manhattan. I go there for my World Trade Center screenings. Um, how's your week? Much better than a lot of the fucking victims of gun crime in America. How about that previously on, huh? What do you mean? I don't remember the previously on. What do you mean? I mean, What's previously it? on America this weekend, Oh, we had some more mass shootings. That's fucked up. Well, that's not even like a previously on. That's just like a repeat. It's like an ongoing fucking story. Yeah, right? it's a constant repeat. It's like watching the same episode over and over and over again. And I would like to appeal to our, our listeners to like send your thoughts and prayers, but I think they're better than that. Oh, don't worry. I... I I already posted on our Twitter, like, none showed up to, like, you know, to the supermarket. And there was, like, a photo in the New York Times of, like, nuns and people praying, like, mm. after the fact, you know. So yeah. I'm yeah. sure that that's really going to help, you know, everyone that was already shot. Listen, I, listen I'm not saying I have the answers. I'm just saying we need to start asking some questions. And now so, what to do about it. Like, so, what to do about people so, in charge that aren't going to do so anything. So I know that you're a gun owner. Right. Um, But I also know that you have a reasonable interpretation of the Second Amendment. And I have a reasonable reason for holding a gun. Which is? Zombie apocalypse. (laughs) Right. You want to be on one fool without one? Right. Of course. Are you collecting lighters, though? What do you need lighters for? When the zombie... Well, the grid's going to go down, man. There's not going to be, like, any power, electricity. You're going to need fire. Hmm. You need fire. Listen, I'm not a total prepper yet, all right? Well, I mean, you know, I don't think you have to be a total prepper for, like, fire. Like, that's, like, the most basic thing, right? We're not talking about cans of gasoline. I got barbecue ladders. You've got barbecue yeah. ladders. Right. And you've got the fancy one with the flexible neck, you know, right. that you can... And so your handgun is for the zombies or for the people? Because... The people are probably going to be more dangerous eventually yeah, if you survive the initial yeah. wave. As mm. we've all learned from The Walking Dead, it's the people, right? The people are the walking dead. You see the metaphor? Yeah, I right. got it. Yeah. Oh, I got it. Oh, okay. So 
Scott is a responsible gun owner <laughs> who has a reasonable interpretation of the Second Amendment. So do you know that in other countries where people are not allowed to own guns, mm-hmm. which is pretty much like the entire rest of the world, yeah. um, there's really no gun deaths. Like people don't get killed with guns. That's what they want you to think. Who's they? The people that want you to go against the NRA, go against big gun manufacturing, ammunition companies. That's all that's propaganda, man. You know what's stupid? And I'll tell you what's stupid. You know these fucking assholes that are like running around like Montana no. or North Dakota Not like in, in, in their little cliques, you know? Like where they like cosplay on weekends as like, you know, they're going to overthrow the government and they've got like their weapons. Yeah. If it ever comes down to it, not even a single American soldier is going to have to lose his or her life because we're just going to drone the fucking shit out of these shit bags. Like, what do they think? Do they think like arms that people hold in their hands will defend themselves well, against American, like, military might? Well, Jim Jeffries I think so, summed it up. He goes, if you think that, you don't know how tanks work. <laughs> and it's like, it's like, this ain't a V scenario where there's going to be, like, some resistance, like, underground resistance. You know what I mean? Like, it's the Eventually American fucking military, hmm. you know? And, by the way... You are probably not the majority of the country. In other words, whether or not people support the Second Amendment as like an absolute, right? The majority of those people aren't insane like cult members. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's it's just, it's it's lunacy. And the reason I'm going off on this rant is because you asked, like, I don't know what to do. Well, you know, the first thing that we can do is we can ban the manufacture and sale of fucking assault rifles. Yeah, tell that to the Ukrainians that right now are fighting against a mammoth machine just because they're all armed with handguns and AR-15s. Okay. So you're saying that... Russia comes for you? If Canada invades us... We're going to need those, like, AR-15s. We're going to need something. Maybe some rocks to sling at them. I don't know. You know what's funny about Canada? It's such a big, big, big country. Huge. Massive. But it's like everyone lives, like, along a little strip of, like, land, you know? Like, just north of, like, the American border. Like... Just close enough to point at us and make fun of us. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, believe me, like... They're white people, too. They're racist, too. You know what I mean? Like, they have this image of, like, being, like, real nice and, oh, how you doing? And, uh, you know, I'm a Canadian. How was about the beer? And it's like, you know what? Like, when it comes down to it, they have their own fucking problems. By the way, they treated their natives almost worse, if not worse, than we treated our natives. They call them the First Nations people, I think, up there. Mm-hmm. They treated them fucking horribly. Mm-hmm. And as a fan of hockey, all the kids that went through like the junior programs in Canada, like the black kids, they had massive, massive like racial 
issues like, you know, uh, prejudices that they had to deal with. So um, they've got nothing to laugh at us about because they're just as fucked up as we are. Mm. What are you laughing at? I'm just laughing. Like you, just, you went from guns to Canadians to... To a lot of things. Lot yeah, of things. well, it's like it's, uh, and you wonder why I interrupt you a lot. <laughs> it's it's uh, it's a train of thought. It's uh, you know what you're doing. No, you're treating me like one of those fucking cult members in Montana. You're droning the shit out of me. <laughs> Is that what's going on? <laughs> so how was your week again? <laughs> the week was good. The week was good. How was your week? It was all right. Um. Yeah. Rangers came back from 3-1 down. To oh, yeah, we're recording on Penguins. Tuesday again. So what are the Judeo-Christian thing were you involved in? Game 7, man. Game, game seven. 7, Rangers-Pittsburgh. So we're recording two days after that. I am so happy. I'm so happy the Rangers beat the Penguins in overtime. Is that, that sudden death? Was that like a... It's sudden death of uh, Game how 7. How do you like that? You, you, you like the sudden death idea? Oh, my God. It's fantastic. I guess, I guess it's, it's exciting. It's, right? it's, there's nothing more exciting. Football is sudden death in overtime, also, right? No, no, not exactly. So, oh no, no, it's, so football has an amount of possession. A weird rule. It used to be whoever scores first, but then they decided to change the rule because there was a game where one team got the ball and then the other team didn't get the ball. You know, yeah. Even though. It didn't matter. Like the percentage was like fifty-one percent to forty-nine percent. So fifty-one percent of the time, if you got the ball first, you won the game right. in overtime. Right. So it was almost like a a coin toss. Right. So now they changed it to if you score a touchdown on your first possession, the game is over. Right. So if you get the ball, you go down the field and score a touchdown, game's over. So they're basically saying the defense has to stop you from scoring a touchdown right. or fuck your team. If you kick a field goal on your first possession, though, the other team gets the ball, and then you play from there. Oh, interesting. So, like, if you get the ball to start overtime, you kick a field goal. But I think now they're going to change the rule. I think now it's going to be both teams have to touch the ball. So even the team that scores a touchdown, the other team is still going to get a chance, I think, because of shit that happened in the playoffs. I think... The Bills lost to like the Chiefs in overtime in the playoffs without receiving the ball, so they're gonna change the rule. <laughs> What's so funny? Next up on Sports Center. <laughs> You're the one that brought it up. All right. I'm just I just asked a question and you just answered it. That's all. Yeah. You're gaslighting me. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I do. <laughs> I mean you literally brought it up and I gave you an answer. Yeah. A long answer. It was in depth. Of course it was. <laughs> All right. You know what? You're right, Scott. Are you chewing something? <laughs> no, no, no. No. It, no. Now I'm clamping down. By, I'm clamping down in anger. So you know what? Anger. You're right. Anger. I've been talking too much. So I'm going to let you talk this episode. I don't want to talk. No, we're going we're gonna to see how much you have to say. All right, so we're we really going to do a previously on because I don't think we really need one, to be honest with you. You don't think so? Yeah, we do. We, we can have an episode. This could be the one. This could be the episode that didn't have a previously on. That's the one. You know, that's how they remember this episode. Do you remember what we talked about last time? The Bible. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. 
Scott, it was definitely the Bible. Well, we were at the mountain, right? We're at Mount Sinai. Yeah, you know, you know, you know. God was laying down rules. Right. And we oh. talked about, like, he wanted a house built for himself. Yeah, so why don't I just read the heading? Head, I mean, the headings. Yeah, head. The headings. The Blood of the Covenant. Um. <laughs> this is what happens when I don't talk. It's just o- dead air. Offerings for the tabernacle. The Ark of the Covenant. The table for the bread of presence. The lampstand. <laughs> you got very detailed. Presence or presents? Presence. Presence. Like his, his presence. Like the ones under the tree. Yeah. So these are all things that he's requesting the Israelites build for him with very specific instructions. So many and instructions. our, do you remember our, it only strengthened the theory that you put forth about aliens. Because oh, we right. talked about how he's basically asking them to build a chamber, like a special chamber. Yeah. Very specific materials, specific like sizes, specific boundaries, like where you don't cross like curtains, the lasers. Right. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. The decorations. And the, by the way, in today's discussion, there's more of that that's going to go more on. Shit. The, 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 the uniforms they had to wear. The offerings morning and night, like yeah. feed us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I kind of feel like there was one section, though, last week that wasn't so much rules and instructions. It got back to narrative, no? He promised uh, them again, like, you know, oh, you're going to, I'm going to no, give you this really. land, though. No, not really. Right. It was all about how to ordain the priests, how to, the, the, the yeah, just everything. Yeah, it was just instructions. Listen, this is like yeah, one big instruction manual. All right. So today we're going to cover, we're going to start with Exodus 30. Yep. We're going to go to 32. Um, Exodus 30 starts with the altar of incense. And it kind of picks up where they left off. Yeah, and this is basically like for the Ark of the Covenant. He wants basically like an altar where uh, he describes what it's supposed to look like. And basically, that's where, like, you know, they're going to light incense around the Ark of the Covenant. And the Ark of the Covenant, as we learned from the Indiana Jones movie, is where the Ten Commandments are going to be stored. According to Raiders of the Lost Ark. That's not canon yet until I read it here. Well, no, they've already mentioned that that's where the covenant will be. Yeah, that's what I just said. Yeah, but the Ten Commandments aren't necessarily the covenant, are they? Um, the Ten Commandments are the covenant. I thought the rainbow was a covenant, and the string around his finger was a covenant, and right. But this, right? But it's the context, and right. you know. So the next, unless you have anything more to say about the altar of incense, no. Oh uh, no, just that it was uh, it was in front of the ark, below the curtain that was above the All ark. Right. It was this is where right. he said, "I will meet you." So now comes a very shady portion of the Bible where God almost has like this extortion plan, (laughs) like the half shekel for the sanctuary. Okay. So I have a quote uh, from the Bible. Um, I'm going to read unless you have something uh, you want to add prior to. Okay. So Exodus 30 verse 12, it says, 
when you God is talking to Moses, when you take a census of the Israelites to register them at registration, all of them shall give a ransom for their lives to the Lord so that no plague may come upon them for being registered. Yo. I mean, that's pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> right. Basically, you got to pay to play. It's going to cost you a half shekel to be an Israelite. But you know what this is? When you con- when you subdue a workforce, even covertly, you need to register them. So you can take a fucking head count every night. Look at productivity. Assign them to different freaking workstations. It's an alien plan, man. Is that what it is? I think so, man. Why would you, what do you mean register them? What are you going to register them for? Well, all of a sudden we're going to have written records of everything? Well, first, he literally uses the word ransom. Like they're paying a ransom. I'm, I was reading it like it's just basic extortion. Like if you don't want me to give you like some fucking illness or disease, you're going to have to fucking pay half a shekel. Okay, right, right. And anyone who's over 20 years old has to pay this, whether they're poor or rich. Right. They have to pay the same amount. Yeah, the same amount. He didn't make it like a sliding scale. He doesn't work on a sliding scale, this fuck. You know what? Because he doesn't want the complications. And he's just like, no, 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 no. I don't want to hear you can't pay. I don't. Yeah, he doesn't shit. want two sets of books and like this and that. So he finishes She finishes off in uh, with verse uh, 16. You shall take the atonement money. So now it's not a ransom. Now it's atonement. What are they atoning for? We don't fucking know. You know what I mean? You shall take the atonement money from the Israelites and shall designate it for the service of the tent of meeting. Before the Lord, it will be a reminder to the Israelites of the ransom given for your lives. I mean, that's extortion. Yeah, and he's he's clouding it with, um, it's to maintain the tent in the church and like to, you know, keep it clean and keep it, you know, keep it polished. Wink, wink. I mean, okay. So do you think that, what, do you think this tent was kept up? No, no, I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. The tent yeah. probably is kept up. Well, we know what's going to happen. Well, by the end of Exodus 32, we know, I think we know. Yeah, yeah. Because I read a little ahead, so I get like some uh, chapters uh, confused. Yeah. So what I'm thinking is, how many were there? Let's just say there's like a million of them at this point, right? A million people? A million people. I mean, I think it's less. I think we talked about it. It was 600,000. All right. So how many many are over 20? How many are over 20? Yeah. Let's say... Oh, how many are over 20? Let's say 75%. All right, so 75% of 600,000 times a half a shekel. That's Wait, let me do the math real quick. Uh-huh. So that's 600 times 75, carry the three. There's at least like 78 people who are over 20. Great. I really wanted to know how many shekels that equals, not how many people. Oh, I can't do that. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's it's a a lot of fucking shekels. And I guarantee you, it costs a fraction of that to actually maintain the tents. Like, where's the rest of the money going, man? Question these leaders. Yeah. And uh, why would they have shekels with them? Uh, Good point. Remember, they had to, like, rush out of Egypt at the last minute. They couldn't even wait for the bread to rise. So what are you saying? And now they're like in the the wilderness. Well, if you 
don't talk over me. You can listen to what I have to say. So they, they're in the wilderness. They're like at the foot of this mountain. And they're just hanging out now waiting, right? Why would they have shekels on them? And God knows they're going to be in the wilderness for like however long you're going to be there for. Don't they run out of shekels at some point? Hmm. A couple of things. Yeah. I think you were alluding to the fact that these type of people would have done would have wouldn't have left without their money. Their money was the most important thing when they left. Is what I think you're trying to say. Um, <laughs> don't know what you mean by that. But I think the Israelites are getting over. They're probably gonna be like these shekels ain't worth shit here. Yeah, like we're the only ones here in the wilderness. This doesn't mean anything. Oh, I need to eat. That's true. So like, yeah, yeah, take the that's shekels. That's like there's a great. Oh, you ever see the pianist? Like. Have you ever oh, heard of own? Have you ever heard of a movie called The Pianist? Yes. Like the piano. Yes. So it's a Holocaust movie. So there's a great scene where Was it Holocaust the musical? What? Holocaust the musical? No, that was uh, what's his that was the producers. That was the Mel Brooks movie. The producers oh. basically. But whatever. So let me just get through this real quick so we can <sighs> move on. So there's a great scene where they're uh, waiting to get like put on a train to get taken to Auschwitz. <laughs> that was awesome. I didn't say it was funny. I said it was a great scene. <laughs> so you approve of scenes like that? People getting herded onto trains. Emotional scenes, yes. Uh, mm. So the whole family, it's like the it's like this courtyard filled with Jews, all their belongings, but they don't know where they're going. They're just sitting around like this train station, and this kid is walking around and he's selling like uh, candy. And um, he's not like some kid like from the neighborhood. Like he also is being shipped off to fucking Auschwitz. Mm. So he's selling candy. So the patriarch of like the the main family is like, you know, how much for the candy? The kid tells him the patriarch pays him. And he's like, what do you think you're going to do with like this money? Like, why are you even selling these candies? You know, and that's like speaks to what you're saying about the shekels it's like Mm. they're in the desert they realize like the shekels are basically like crypto at this point you know the only value of the shekel is the value that other people are giving it it's not backed by anything other than that it's like any fiat but that's really fiat yeah that's fiat too at this point so the half shekel is going to lead to the bronze basin Mm. the bronze basin by the way is another huge piece of evidence yep. that this is aliens that we're talking about. Yep. Go ahead. Describe it. Why? What are we talking about? Uh, so he's like, take take the money, take the gold, whatever, make this bronze basin yeah. with a bronze stand for it and fill it with water. So Aaron and his brothers, uh, sons can wash their hands and feet and not die. Yeah. So specifically, it says in verse 20 of Exodus 30, when they go into the tent of meeting, so meeting with him, with God, remember this elaborate tent with all these like very specific like fixtures that have to be there. This has to be gold plated, even like the sticks that carry things. Remember, he says, use like a casea wood for this, but. It's got to be like plated in gold, like all this like protective coating. So verse 20, when they go into the tent of meeting or when they come near the altar to minister, 
to make an offering by fire to the Lord. They shall wash with water so that they may not die. They shall wash their hands and their feet so that they may not die. It shall be a perpetual ordinance for them, for him and for his descendants throughout their generations. Yeah. So he's like, it's like scrubbed down. Yeah, not, not because they're going to die if they don't. It's that they're going to kill you if you come in with microbes on you. Yeah. That's antimicrobial. Everything's coated with an antimicrobial thing. Yeah. This is hand sanitizer. Yeah. This is like the COVID outbreak. Yeah. What we said this is like COVID negative 33,000 or whatever. Yeah. 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 It's, Before you enter our freaking white space, our fucking yeah. clean room. Yeah. So who is, here's the question, I guess. Is Yahweh being forthcoming and honest, or is this really protection for him so he doesn't get like oh absolutely microbes on him? Yeah, he can't have these people coming in and bringing him disease. Right. When he says they're gonna die if they don't do this, it's because they're gonna kill them. Right. Like, you're not coming past this point right. if you're dirty. So it's not like he's the conquistador infecting the Aztec. They're like, it's the reverse going on, right? The earthlings are the ones with the microbes. Correct. Correct. You don't think he might have something, though? You know what? Good point. Because if he's like basically enslaving this, well, sorry, he's not enslaving this population. He's coercing them to doing his bidding. I mean, that's basically... Maybe he knows... He's manipulating them. Right. Maybe he knows that he also has the smallpox blankets and he doesn't want to give it to... Yeah. It's a, maybe it's a mutual thing. No, no. By they, I mean Yahweh being only like, you know, the the voice of many others. Oh, d- definitely. This isn't one that guy. are along this isn't the one ride guy. with him. Yeah. Right. Why would the ship have to be that like big? Zeus, yeah. Apollo. All them guys. Yeah. Thor. All them guys. Odin. Mount Olympus. Yeah. They, they took off from Mount Olympus. Yeah. So then... As if that wasn't enough evidence, we get to the anointing of oil and incense. Dude, man, this is absolutely... Did you ever see... Um, I know you don't watch... Uh, we don't really talk about it much on this show, but uh, a show called Star Trek Enterprise. I know the show. I yeah, don't watch uh, it. The technology is supposed to be a little less than Kirk's time, not mm-hmm. too far in the future from now. And when they came back from a planet... Enterprise did... is the one with Scott Bakula, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. When they came back from planets or alien environments... They had to go into decontamination, whereas in like the latest Star Treks, they had transporters took all that shit off. Mm-hmm. They actually had to go in, pretty much get naked, and rub this gel and oils all over themselves to kill everything. Mm-hmm. Sounds mm-hmm. sexy. It, it, it certainly was. I mean, I'm assuming that's why they had that in the first place, because they had like that that Vulcan, right? That uh, sexy Vulcan woman. Yeah, yeah. I was never like uh, uh, Jolene Blaylock. I gotta tell you, I'm not like a huge fan when they like sex up like aliens like that. Like it doesn't work for me. Not even the green. Chicks. Like the hairstyle is all weird, you know. Like the Vulcan hair, it's like it's, it's awful. It's a weird hair. Mm, the look, ears. Look at my bowl cut. Yeah, the bowl cut. Right. <laughs> like it hasn't changed. I said it's like, why is that logical? Why is a bowl cut? Well, it's I guess efficient it is. and quick. It's not like right. It's not like in, then you know then. Laser off all your hair then. That's more efficient 
and it's one time and you don't need to cut it anymore. Just laser off your hair. Can I do that? Because I'm sick of shaving my head, honestly. I'd rather just... Yeah, why can't you just laser it? You could do that. Seriously? Yeah. I'm going to look into that. Women laser like their pubic hair. Whoa, sorry. (laughs) Didn't mean to bring up a sensitive topic, Scott. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, more aliens. So the anointing with the oils. Yep, yep. You have shit to say about this? Because uh, I've got like think, a whole huge section. Think, like, <laughs> oh, so oh, wait, wait, wait. he also had to. Um, this the oil and and the incense, and he had to like put it on everything. Yes, they had a, It was pretty much like a decontaminating. Yes, it was very like specific, right? Yeah. Like, like there was everything, everything, utensils. Right. It was like definitely like a hazmat setup. Yes, it was a holy oil to anoint the people. Anyone who entered like this compound had to rub their entire body in this like, you know, it starts at verse 23 and it ends at verse 33. So 10 verses long are the instructions to anoint yourself in this oil to what we have now concluded is protecting Yahweh, which, by the way, I'm going to start calling him because we know he's not God. We don't know yet. It doesn't seem like he's God, capital G. No, no, I guess not. Especially now that I'm leaning more towards alien. And he's definitely not fucking all-knowing. I'll tell you that. He is definitely yes. not all-knowing. He might, he might still be all-powerful. He just chooses not to always use an all-powerful right. thing. But he's definitely not all-knowing. Right. Or he cho- Wait, 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 wait. Or he chooses not to know. He chooses not to Remember know. the sphere? The end of the sphere? Michael Crichton? I remember being <laughs> super disappointed yeah. with it. Because they I just forgot. I don't just, remember like... They chose to forget that they had, that they were like godlike powers now. They just chose to forget. forget. I, I forgot that they were given godlike they, they, powers. They had some really big superpowers. Like they could that's, like, that's like a writer who writes himself into a corner and doesn't know like what to do He's with like, I'm it. not making a 10-book series out of this, man. I got to end yeah, this shit. Like yeah. He doesn't know what to do with it. Yeah, I feel like we've talked about this. Yeah, well, we talked wall, about... Yeah. yeah, we talked about our disappointment with the book. Yeah. Yeah. But I would still recommend it. So what I like having... Like you said this is like 6,000 years ago. This is going on. No, well, this is not, no, this is closer to, let's say, 2,000, no, not 2,000, like 3,500 years ago or 3,000 years ago. All right, so in 3,000 years? 6,000 years ago was like creation. In 3,000 years, we went from 10 biblical verses to employees must wash hands before returning to work. (laughs) Sums it up, nice and concise. That's like, that's our only commandment now. Yeah. <laughs> Thou shall not be a filthy animal. It's a bathroom commandment. That's where we are as a society. Oh, full of shit. All right. So, we're at Mount Sinai. God has been busy giving Moses instructions on how to construct the tent where he will be hanging out. He will... You know, and by the way, remember, like the tent has like those handles so they can carry it. And it's yeah, like, yeah. Same it's, the a basin. Whole, yeah. Yeah, it's a whole situation. Yeah. All right, let me just go back to the oil and the uh, incense. Mm-hmm. He was very specific. Don't anybody reproduce this product. Like no knockoff perfume. Right. No nothing. Because you'll be cut off from the people. Right. 
which is like, what does that mean? You're an outcast. But later on, he's pretty specific about what being cut off from the people means when we get to it. Yeah. So um, that brings us to uh, Bezalel and Oholiab. Yeah. So this is Exodus 31. Exodus 31 starts with Bezalel and Oholiab. So basically, these are two people that God is going to um, grant the skills that are required to build the very specific things that God wants built. Yeah, like I think Bob Vila is one of them, and like yeah. uh, Holmes on Holmes is the other guy. Right. Uh, no, uh, what's that guy from uh, Extreme Home Makeover? The Ty Pennington. Ty Pennington. Yeah. Is he gonna move the bus? That guy. Yeah. Mm. Like that. Move that yeah. but that's by the way what I uh, titled our uh, last episode. Move that bus? No, our last episode <laughs> was titled um Side Pennington's house. Extreme uh uh Extreme Home Makeover Yahweh edition. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it came out today? Yeah. Oh, I didn't update the website. Yeah, so check that out, those of you listening. And by the way, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or even Spotify. Leave a review, man. Engage like it helps us in the algorithm. The more people that leave reviews and um, a, a physical type review, even if you're like, good show or these guys are fucking assholes or whatever. Or that guy. A- is any any like actual engagement helps our algorithm and helps us be seen. So that would be much appreciated. Yeah, yeah. even if it's to advertise your own bullshit. Like, just do it. Just do yeah, it. whatever. Tell us yeah. to go fuck off. Anything yeah. helps us in the... Anything helps um, and is better than not saying anything to anybody. I disagree. I think we're better as a quiet, behind-the-scenes type of society podcast. Oh, you think so? Like yeah. an underground, yeah. like... Where only like 10 people listen yeah. to us. Like people don't realize this is what our 20th episode or 21st? 21st. 21st. And we've never recorded in the same place twice, man. So they like, <laughs> can't, can't hit a moving move, talk. On the move. <laughs> that's right. All right. So Exodus 31 is basically, um, you know, it starts off these two guys. I'm going to uh, instill them with the skills in order to build the shit. And then it goes into the Sabbath law. Well, then he also... Not only does he point, these two guys are like the master craftsmen. Yeah. He basically jacks everyone into the matrix and teaches them the skills they need to do as he commands. So all the things he wants them to manufacture and create. Right. That's that's he, a that's he an excellent the, the uh, that's the, an excellent analogy. Yeah. He uploads into their brain like yeah. right how to fly a helicopter right. and how to like right. do karate. Right. So you want me to make gold basins? I don't know how. Hey, now you know how. Right. Like, holy holy mind control. Right. Well, again, it might be. <laughs> it might be like exactly what you said. It's not even mind control. It might be like the Matrix. Like, he's uploaded like shit into them. Yeah. Or, by the way, now that I'm thinking about it, maybe this like oil that he says, like, you're going to like combine like this oil to anoint yourself. Maybe that's like nanotechnology that allows the transfer of information. And so that's why he's saying you can only use, you can't like share this like fucking, this is uh, what's it called? Intellectual property. So like this is intellectual property. You can't be like sharing this shit with like other people, having them make their own fucking oils 
because then maybe they're going to be able to uh, like keep them dumb. Got to keep people dumb. Right. Shoot. So that's good, man. I like that. That's that's good. <sighs> so it's not even like the Matrix where they have to like upload strap you in. It's like because they say like uh, aliens might have like telepathy, you know, like you eventually develop like. And don't they talk about? I, I haven't seen it yet, but isn't there? I'm sure there's like laying on of hands in the Bible that laying, heals things. Laying on of hands, like when you put your hands on somebody, like you know. Oh, like healing like, shit. Like, yeah, like healing. Like, I mean, like, yeah, like, probably. Walk now, Jesus, my son. Jesus probably does that shit. Yeah. I mean, we'll see if this if this expands. I mean, I know testament. Jesus brings Lazarus back from the dead. I don't there's know. a guy named Lazarus. You've never heard of it, no. or him? No, really, you've never heard of Lazarus. I think he was a guy. I was fighting a war interdimensionally in the original series Star Trek, actually. Lazarus? I think his name was Lazarus. So if you know the story of Lazarus and then you watch that episode, you'll probably understand why they called him Lazarus. Oh, no, I want to fast forward to that episode to see. So Lazarus is a guy who died and Jesus brought back from the dead. So does that sound like... What yeah, happened with this character? That was a long time ago. I don't remember. <laughs> All right. So that gets us to the Sabbath law. Yep. You have anything to say about the Sabbath law? No, I'm going to let you go line by line on this thing. Um, I just have a small section. I have two verses highlighted. Uh, basically, um, this is where God says that, um, you know, uh, one of the covenants that he wants to keep with the Israelites is the Sabbath. The Sabbath is they work for six days, they rest on the seventh day, no work. And he says specifically, because I created the world in six days and rested on the seventh day. And so Exodus 31, verse 16, he says, therefore, the Israelites shall keep the Sabbath, observing the Sabbath throughout their generations as a perpetual covenant. It is a sign forever between me and the people of Israel that in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, and on the seventh day he rested and was refreshed. Okay. What happens if you profane the Sabbath? Profane the yeah, Sabbath? That was the word, that was the word he used. Uh, meaning like work on the Sabbath? No, no, no. First, because he mentions that later, but profane, maybe just talk shit about the Sabbath. All right. So. What happens? Well, here's the thing, right? Right. When it came to building his tent uh-huh. and all the accoutrements that go like into the tent, uh-huh. he was extremely detailed and specific, right? Uh-huh. But then when it comes to like laws, it's very vague. It's almost like... Well, you're wrong in this case. It's very clear. He oh, goes, it's very clear? You're put to okay. death. Oh, okay. Right? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. So wait, I mean, look, he he puts people to death for so many reasons. Like you tend to forget if you work on the Sabbath, mm-hmm. it says you're cut off. You're shunned, right? Like you're but, almost an outcast. Like a sentence later, he also says, "And you put to death." <laughs> right. So just you could have skipped the shunning me. Just put yeah. me to death. So and what does it mean to work on the Sabbath? I just had because now we're on this whole uh, alien oppression thing. Is it possible that to do no work means you can't even leave your house, right? Because your door should be closed. You can't open the door. Why? I can't go. No. I can't stroll through the park. You can't open your door to leave. Well, what is work? Turn I mean, it, that's turn, what I'm saying. Turning the door what up, does Turning work? the doorknob is work. So who made that up? 
well, originally probably God, but these aliens who are taking the mythos and twisting it to work for themselves, they're saying this. What do you mean originally God? I mean, whatever, whoever, whatever alien came before these aliens <laughs> to talk that shit. Okay. They're just appropriating that. All it's right. cultural appropriation of one alien to an alien. All right. It's alien on alien appropriation. Oh, man. I hate when that happens. <laughs> <laughs> so, what if, one, the aliens couldn't cloak themselves anymore, like for seven straight days, so they had to take a breather and take the cloaking machines offline for a day, and they couldn't have anybody seeing it. Oh, or, like when Darth Vader goes like into that pod right, every yeah. once in a while, right? Or, or the aliens had to like gather stuff up that they couldn't get the humans to gather up, maybe. So they had to... Everybody go in your house. Don't come out for one day. And they go out and they do their business. And then they, and you're put to death because you would have come out of your house, seen what was going on, and you need to be murdered. So this makes a tremendous amount of sense if it was specific and it said, like, work means, like, work means any any physical exertion of your body is work. So, like, what are you saying? So is work, is me getting up to make food work? No, because he mentions that earlier, that on that day that they're supposed to rest, they're still allowed to make food. When they were collecting the manna or whatever it was. So you're saying... You mentioned you mentioned the elevator in the hospitals. Yes. On the Sabbath, yes. work would be pushing a button. Well, but that's... So, again, so that's my question. Was it just that became the interpretation of what work is by maniacs. And by the way, pushing a button is work if we're going to like... And so is turning a doorknob. To open your door. What's the difference? No, what I'm saying is if you're going to make the interpretation that you can't use an elevator and pushing a button is work, right? Then getting on an elevator is also work. So what I'm saying is what is work? Anything that's not was it described in this verse, no. like in this no, right? So it wasn't so. described. I'm gonna say work is anything other than the bare minimum you need to do to keep yourself alive. So that's why you can go to a hospital because your your life's in danger. You can eat. It's Here, can, I didn't take you, you, you for like room. a strict like a strict constructionist. <laughs> You're like uh, Amy Comey Barrett. I'm just you're, you're like very like strict, huh? Like there's no room for I'm no, I'm saying interpretation. This, this what, like, no, this is what I'm saying. They would, you know. All right. Oh, the, you're saying what they? Well, obviously this is what they interpreted. But I'm asking you as a human being, like, why would they interpret it work like that? Because at one time, I guess. Because at one time, that was the answer. They were not allowed to leave their house. That was considered work because... Because of the aliens. aliens. Right. So, okay. it got passed down 5,000 years later. I mean, listen, still... you're convincing me. All right, that's all I'm here to do. <laughs> it's funny because Amy is constantly afraid that we're going to get converted at some point. Amy Comey Barrett? No, Amy, my wife. <laughs> you married Amy Comey Barrett? <laughs> So, um, does that make you a Supreme Court? You know, she reminds me of she reminds me of like Carrie's mom. Remember the movie Carrie with like her crazy like the girl religious with the blood nut job? Yeah, you know, I don't think I was her. Her mom was like a crazy religious nut job. That's like Amy Comey Barrett. 
So Amy's like always afraid, like not afraid, but she laughs, like how we're going to like be converted, you know, after doing like this podcast. But really the conversion is like the alien theory. Like I'm converted to that guy on the history channel now. Yo, you see how like Congress is going to have like its first UFO meeting. Do you think it's any coincidence that we're bringing this to the forefront and now the government's involved? Like, do you think the government has been listening to our podcast? And realize, shit, they're on to us. I don't think. I know they've been <laughs> listening. It won't be the first time, right? I mean, they're listening all the time to everything. Yeah. Talking about you, Echelon system. But listening is different than monitoring, right? So, like, they listen to everything. It's just what do they choose to, like... The keywords, man. What do they choose to, like, you know, focus mm. on and concentrate on? Um... So uh, after he uh, tells uh, Moses, uh, I'm going to kill anyone who wants to work on the Sabbath, he's like, here, take these two tablets. Can we get back to your wife's fears? Yeah. Well, it's not fears. It's just it's it's <laughs> oh, like she, she, she laughs about so it. So yeah. do, do you think it would be – do you think – She thinks you're more susceptible <laughs> to influence. <laughs> so does she think, like, I'm going to become God-fearing after eating? Yeah, she's like, once you get to Jesus, like, because, uh, you know, she was raised Catholic, and she's like, uh, and not like East Coast Catholic, because on the East Coast where we live, we have two kinds of Catholics, right? We've got the Italians and the Irish Catholic, and they're both like, it's like an insane version of Catholicism, like Irish Catholicism is fire and brimstone, right? Like fucking hell, like... And Italian Catholicism is like all based on um, uh, worshiping like uh, the Virgin Mary and guilt. Amy, so two, two very different parts of the Bible that they are into because there was fire and brimstone, and I'm assuming there's going to be right. virgins so, and guilt. So, um, and they're all into saints and shit like that, you yeah, know. Yeah, okay. Amy's Catholicism. Is very central and northern European Catholicism, like it was, it was it's West like Viking Catholicism, it was like gangster Catholicism. And so when I met Amy, like I I didn't really understand. I understood Catholicism only as like a New Yorker, you know, Irish and Italian Catholics. Right. So her Catholicism is much different from the Catholicism that we know. So she was raised, and so she she knows that you know the Bible, blah blah blah. So she says, once we get to like Jesus, you're gonna really like he's gonna charm the pants off of you, and you're gonna become oh, like a charming a fucking, dude. Huh? Yeah. He's gotta be with all these followers, yeah. huh? Wow. So, um, which is darker, the West Coast or the East Coast? The East Coast. Oh, yeah. Well, she's not. It's not West Coast. It's Midwest Catholicism. Oh. I wonder what West Coast Catholicism is like. They probably I don't, don't have any. Well, West Coast that. is like uh, probably like uh, I've seen the Latino. From, I've seen the videos from California. There's no God there. West Coast Catholicism is probably like Latino, which you know, like uh, Mexican. Well, Los Angeles means the angels, right? S- yes. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Like everything there, Santa Barbara, St. Barbara. San Francisco? Right. Oh, San means saint. Yes. Oh, shoot. We're going to take a religious tour through California. That's going to be one of our projects. Yeah, let's do that. We, we, we should go to every location that's named San something. Yeah. That's cool. San something. Yeah. San Jose. San, San Juan. San Antonio. San Antonio. I was already there, so we have to... We'll, we'll find ones we haven't been to. All right, St. Paul. 
That's not San. But it's Saint. Oh. Saint Louis. Saint Louis. Saint Louis. I don't know. What are you, some kind of French lover? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um So God uh, is gonna give Moses two tablets, quote, tablets of stone written with the finger of God. You know, when I read that, all I could think of was... You think finger's like a metaphor? <laughs> all I could think of was the foam finger, the number the one f- finger. <laughs> Why would he have a big foam finger? He's like, I'm number one. You think God he bought it one. or you think he manifested it like out of, you know, just from will? I think he was at like a parade and some guy with like a shopping cart went by with all these things like pinwheels and number one. Here's the real question, and- Scott. This serious, all right? I mean, you know serious and the context of god being an alien and the bible being real and you were gonna get serious um do does yahweh have replicator technology because if he's got replicator technology that changes everything um because then he can create like anything really maybe he has limited replicator technology because then he wouldn't have to like have them like uh the one people, Sodom and Gomorrah, they plundered the town. Yeah. They pillaged Egypt on their way out. So he needs the raw materials. So maybe he's got like a 3D printer. Why did he care about that, by the way? As an alien, why would an alien species care about all the sodomy that was going on in Sodom and Gomorrah? You know what? I think we might have to go back and look at what point... The first aliens. We were have doing to shit, read it like when these through, aliens showed up, or we have to look at it through the lens of like from the beginning. Like this is an alien. Instead of being skeptical about an all-powerful, all-knowing God, like creating everything, and maybe, maybe the people of Sodom and Gomorrah threw, you know, weird butt stuff. Yeah, we're onto the aliens. Weird butt stuff made you aware of the aliens, so that's why they rained down the fire in the brimstone. Or maybe they were, they like they started QAnon, you know, <laughs> and like the, it hit a little too close to like the truth, you yeah, know. Yeah. <laughs> the aliens are like, we can't have this, you know. Yeah, they're getting close. Yeah, <laughs> and they have crazy alien weapons. That's why Lot's wife got turned to salt. I just. Oh, yeah. No, uh, they definitely have, like, crazy alien weapons. So I'm thinking maybe not a replicator, maybe like a 3D printer that they need materials for. Yeah. All right. So this gets us to Exodus 32. Just when I thought it was okay to go out. The golden calf. I've got a lot. (laughs) I've got a lot to say about the golden calf, but let's. You know, sometimes like shows an episode will start at the end, like it'll like show you what's what's happening at the end and then it goes back four days earlier. Yeah. Yeah. So let's start like this. God is about to set the Israelites on fire. Holy crap. Right. So God is going to set the Israelites on fire. So now let's backtrack to what gets him to that point. I like that. Okay. All right. So Moses now has been receiving instructions on Mount Sinai from God as a cloud through thunder, right? That's like 
how it's described. His voice is thunder. It's like a 56k modem back it's, in the it's, day. It's, it's yeah. <laughs> he's like <laughs> so. It's, he's downloading like quite a bit of files. <laughs> yeah. All right. So everyone is hanging out down at the base of the mountain. And by everyone, we mean like the Israelites, the 600,000 or so people that we've discussed. Are the elders still higher up, though? Like Aaron and the elders, not Joshua was up there. I don't know. I think he was. I think, yeah, I think he was. Well, Aaron, Aaron was down Aaron, below. Aaron is right, going right. to be down but Joshua, below. Joshua, I think, was like halfway up the mountain. He was is like a Joshua his assistant that got yes, introduced? Yes, yes, yes. All right. So, either way. Right, because Aaron and her were left in charge, right? Her. H-U-R. H-U-R, right. yeah. yeah. Not her, H-E-R, right. which you recommend that I listen to, which I did, and I was right. less than impressed. All right. All right. I'm just saying. We're not going to put her on your hate list yet, though. I'm right? just saying. No, I, no, I'm not saying she was bad. She's I, not a man with a fan. I'm just saying, like, I, I was not as, you know, impressed. I mean, listen, I'm not saying people shouldn't listen to her or whatever. Mm. Her or her? Both. Capital H-E-R. <laughs> so the Israelites are at the base of the mountain, and they're getting antsy. Yeah. I mean, Moses is gone for 40 days. They don't know what to do. And, like, these are people that seem like they need someone to follow. Like, constantly, constant attention they need. Yeah. Well, not so much even attention. They feel like they need to worship and give offerings to, like, God. Do you do you think this is generational because they've been enslaved for so long that they just... They're used to being subservient and bowing down and offering things to people and, and gods that, like, it's just part of their nature now. It's part of their culture. I think there's definitely, like, a ritual, yes. So I think, like, like if someone wants to get married or if, you know what I mean? Like, mm. just, so they have to perform, like, rituals. And, um, but what's funny is before Moses ascended the mountain, all the way up to the top to the point that we're talking about today. He already went down and gave the people the laws that God told them because God already told them. Remember, God had all these very specific laws about if your neighbor's goat is this and treat your enemies like this. And by the way, one of the first things God said to them was, you shall have no fucking other gods before me. You shall have worship, no fucking idols. That was like one of the, that's like one of the commandments, I think. But wait, wait. I am the, I think commandment number one is I am the Lord thy God. You shall have no other God. That's the first commandment, bro. Wait a minute. Yeah, but that was, it was verbally transmitted to them, right? And Moses just now got the stone tablets. So, but. So it's hearsay at that point. So here's the thing, though. It was verbally transmitted, but within earshot of the Israelites. So Moses wasn't all the way up at the top of the mountain. That was still when he was with, like, the elders. And God, remember, descended down with the cloud and the fucking lightning. Okay, but the Israelites didn't have the modem. So they only heard the screeching in the of the uh, the, the uh, AOL online. No, I think there where was... Moses actually got the words. So right, got the hypertext. So I don't think they interpreted the code, right? <coughs> but there was a feeling. There was 
there was a feeling they knew that it was God that was talking to Moses and Moses came down from the mountain and he was like, yo, this, these are the rules. So they knew that these are the rules handed down by Yahweh. Okay. And the first rule is don't have any fucking idols or gods other than me. So, so the first thing they want to, so of course, what do they do? (laughs) They go to Aaron and they're like, yo, bro, (laughs) Moses is gone. We've been hanging out. We're twiddling our thumbs over here. We need to fucking worship something. Yeah. So now I thought Aaron was down with Moses here because Aaron goes, all right, you want me to make you some gods, some home goods? (laughs) I need the raw materials. So go get the jewelry out of your wife's ear, your son's ears, your daughter's ears. Get all the gold and jewelry and stuff and bring it to me. So they do. And he melts it all down. Now remember, I just want to point out, this isn't all 600,000 people, right? It's not like everybody. We'll get to that. You seem dubious. You're not sure about that statement. I'm not dubious. I'm just unsure about it. I'm not dubious. Dubious would make me think like I'm doubting what you're saying as far as um, whatever. The validity of what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, I guess, yeah. I guess, no, yeah. it's 100%. Right. It's a guarantee. Right. This isn't everybody that's like going to worship this or wants to worship this idol. It's it's a good amount of people, but it's not everybody. Right. And you'll see later on that it's not everybody. So get get all the gold earrings. Got them. Earrings, he says, right? Specifically, it was earrings, I think he very, asked very, for. Very pierced ear society. So he winds up like fat. He he creates a mold, it says. Because what was weird was I I don't have this part highlighted to read. But the gist of it is in one part of the book, it says he created a mold. Don't don't even say that yet, because that's that's a that's a contradiction. I want to point out when we get to it. I know what you're going to say. So let's get to it. Why? You have more to say before we get to that? Well, yeah. A whole thing happens before we get to what I think you're going to get to. No, I'm talking about Aaron creating the calf. Right. As far as we know now, he put it in a mold. Let's just leave it at that for now. He made it with a mold. Okay. Right? Because then... Yeah. he He cast an image of a calf, a golden calf. And then he said... The people said... These are your gods that brought you out of Egypt. Mm-hmm. And Aaron was like, oh, when he saw that, that people were, um, what are you saying, worshiping it? Yeah. That's when he built an altar for it. Okay. He doesn't say the other thing until Moses comes down and goes, what the fuck's going on? Maybe, maybe I'm thinking you're going to say something else. <laughs> okay. All right. I don't know why it's a secret that I can't say it, but all right. Because I'll play I, I, along. I just think you're jumping, jumping ahead. All right. So he says... He builds an altar. They're, they're, they decide to have a party tomorrow mm-hmm. because they're going to worship the God that brought them out of Egypt. Like, did they forget? Do they really believe this golden calf that was just made out of their fucking earrings mm-hmm. was the thing that brought them out of Egypt? Like, all that shit they witnessed just went out the fucking window? Like, all the shit the Lord did that didn't happen now? It's like some revisionist history where they just have short memories or... I, I think they need to, like, see a visual of a god because it's so ingrained in them. 
It's so ingrained in what them. What do you think this golden calf they thought was Moses' God? The actual God that brought them from Egypt? Or they thought it was a different God? I think they can make it Moses's. I think they think they can make it. Oh, see, I didn't take it that way. I thought it was just like, oh, Moses' God's gone. We don't know what the hell he's doing. New God. Golden calf I mean, God. That could, be, that could be it, too. Yeah, I'm just, I, 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 short memories, man. That could be it, too. Yeah. So uh, so now there's a party going I on. I think now, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, they're replacing Yahweh with this golden calf. Right. They've just created a new God. And making up lies. Like, why, did, why do you say this is the God that took us out of Egypt? Why not say that other God did, but now we're down with this God? Because he's they're abandon starting us. a new mythos. The same way that Four Moses... Four days later, you forgot all that crazy shit that happened. Well, you? the same way that Moses is starting a new mythos. They're starting a new mythos. Listen, I don't believe And this- by the way, they referred to Moses as like that man. Like they were like when they were talking to Aaron, they were like that man, Moses, as if like, you know, yo, like he wasn't all like they didn't know who he was. Yo, whatever spell has been put on these people, maybe they don't have long term memories. Right. Because if they did, they mm-hmm. might start piecing things together. So maybe after 40 days, mm-hmm. Moses really was just kind of like a... Did that really happen? Oh. All right. Keep That's them, very good, Scott. Keep their memories short. Their, 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 their IQ's low. I like I like these theories, Scott. We you know? A movie like this. You know? Yo, I love the poorly is, educated. This is why... I love the poorly educated. This is, this is why we work. I come to the show... With all of this knowledge of the world and facts and information, and you're just this empty vessel <laughs> that you could that knows nothing about anything. And so when you're presented with this information, your mind isn't cluttered with all of these things like mine. So you're able to come up with these like brilliant theories. Now let me ask you this: <laughs> Am I just an empty vessel waiting to accept your seed of knowledge, or is it possible that you're shackled? Your brain is shackled from your experiences and, and the knowledge you think you bring, whereas I am unshackled. No, ignorance is bliss. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm shackled. No, you're you're absolutely right. <sighs> maybe my mind's just open, man. So maybe going back to Genesis and partaking of the tree, right, of knowledge... Maybe that's why, because your your mind becomes shackled. And and these gods, everything they do is to make... Yo, the, he wiped out the entire planet with a flood. Yeah. Because he didn't want anybody to remember. Well, hold on one second. He so, didn't perfect the so mind that control God yet. of Genesis, that's the God that split on us, right? That's like that's like the that's like the god that went out for a pack of cigarettes and never came back. And these these no, no. guys are like taking up that mantle, pretending like you know. I don't know if the guy who flooded the planet went out for a pack of cigarettes, but the guy who created the Garden of Eden definitely did, right? Because that was the first story, right? right. It's interesting. Was at, that the second at what story? point? No, that was what do you mean? Garden of Eden was before the. Which was the first station? What? Yeah, it was the second the story Garden of creation. The Garden of Eden is literally the very beginning But it was of the humans. second story of creation, remember? It was another account of creation. Because first, know, he, yes. day one, day two, day three, all that stuff. Yeah. 
the Garden of Eden And we're was, still doing day seven. So, yeah, the first. So, the, the Garden, Garden of, of Eden, Eden guy was Genesis guy, 3. Garden of Eden was the guy that bounced. At what point? After, uh, I don't know. After Cain killed Abel? I don't know. You know, we might have to go back and start like two different chains. Like, when did the timeline deviate? Well, we had that whole like chapter, remember, about like this guy begat that guy, mm-hmm. and it went through generation, generation, generation up to Noah. Yeah. So at that, like somewhere in that timeline, right, the original, know. like the OG fucking took off. Original God. 2,000 years ago, people were probably going to have to take the transcripts of this podcast and make it into a book and see what, what really went down. I think so. Yeah, I don't think we should dwell I too much so. on that. The guy with a pack of cigarettes. But I think we can both agree that your ignorance is like contributing greatly to these theories. Uh, yeah. And, you know, ignorance just means lack of knowledge. Doesn't mean I'm an idiot. No. Yes. I didn't know. I didn't say you're stupid. I just said you don't know shit. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So now God hears some partying going on. <laughs> like, right. like someone called 911 yeah. and said they're playing some damn public enema. <laughs> that was a public enemy anyway. It's good. Uh, That's a house party reference. And um, so they're acting in, like perverts. In Exodus 32, <laughs> verse 7, the Lord said to Moses, Go down at once, your people whom you brought up out of the land of Egypt have acted perversely. They have been quick to turn aside from the way that I commanded them. They have cast for themselves an image of a calf and have worshipped it and sacrificed to it and said, These are your gods, O Israel, who brought you up out of the land of Egypt. The Lord said to Moses, I have seen this people, how stiff-necked they are. Now let me alone so that my wrath may burn hot against them and I may consume them. And of you, I will make a great nation. That's a big bribe. Now, this is how insane God is. Okay. First, he starts off. The very first line is go down at once. So he tells Moses, go down at once. He finishes it by saying, I'm going to make a great nation of you. But in between, he says he's going to fucking like consume them in like fire, basically. Right. So here's what I don't understand. So why not just tell Moses, yo, hang up out here, hang out up here with me because I'm about to burn these motherfuckers (laughs) up. (laughs) No, he says, go down there. I'm about I'm going to burn these people up. Why not just be like, yo, chill while I burn them. Do you think he's God's like, that's right, burning house? And Mo's like, yo, man, I'm just talking about going down and kick some fucking ass. Yeah. I'm talking about burning these people up. Do, do I smell something? <sighs> yeah. I smell so, golden calf. So, um, what is golden calf's pussy? He talks about <laughs> stiff necked people. Yeah. Are those not the people you want? Stiff neck uh, is. Uh, are those not the people you want on the Bill Parkway in front of you when there's an accident on the other side? As opposed to robber neck people. There you go. There you <laughs> go. Uh, Traffic uh, <laughs> So, you know what stiff neck means? Oh, uh, no. It's uh, stubborn. He's basically saying these fucking Israelites are stubborn as fucking shit. So, Yahweh is upset. He's having trouble controlling them. 
And his own damn temper. It's unbelievable, man. He is so mercurial. You know, like, one second, he's laying down the laws and, like, I'm going to protect you. I'm going to send my angel up ahead. And the next minute, by the way, he says, what does he say? He uses the term that... They're impatient or something. I, I forgot the yeah, word. I, attention I think it was impatient. But listen, man. Moses has literally been up on the mountain for 40 days. Have you ever hung out and waited for someone for 40 days? No. Like, let's God. say you go camping with someone and they're like, yo, I'm going to go talk to this guy up on this mountain. Wait for me. After fucking 30 days, you you know. Yeah, what's my period? It wears off. I'm going to go check the park range. I'm saying 40 days is a little more than patient, and I'd may- say. And maybe they don't need they don't need a new god. They just need something to rally around, something to like take the like they're just hanging out in the woods for 40 days. Like they want to do something. They got a party. Yeah. So they, they they need like a cause. Yeah. Hmm. And okay, so they fucked up. Well, let's say they fucked up. Why would the fucking murder right away? You know, like... It, and it's, I, I got the feeling he told Moses to go down there and burn them first. And then Moses was like, nah, man. Come no, on. it seems like... No, I, I read it. He, he's saying he he's like, go down at once. And then he says, I will. Now let me alone so that my wrath oh, okay. may burn hot against them and I may consume them. But now... And of you, I will make a great nation. <laughs> right. So why did he tell him to go down there to witness it? That's what I'm saying. There's no. No, I think he's just irrational. He's just like, it's just like verbal diarrhea of like anger, you know, like he's just like fucking go down there. Like, I think at first it's like, go down there and tell him to stop. But then he realizes that's not what he wants. He's like, fuck it. I don't care if they stop. I'm just going to fucking murder them. Maybe. Maybe the god Moses is talking to is just a AI version of the aliens. Hear me out. Okay. It's a computer. So remember, it's not a god. I think we've we've settled on It's an it's, alien. It's an alien named an, Yahweh. And the alien's not really there right now. He's mm-hmm. talking to like the computer version of the alien. It's like an AI. It's like Alexa. Mm-hmm. And that's, right? by the way, another reason why we wouldn't be able to pronounce God's name, right? Because it's like a completely alien language, a completely different alphabet. Oh shoot. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it sounded like Yahweh, but that's that was probably what. And like, right, like the the vocal, like, you know, different, like who knows, like well, who knows what kind of like language or how they speak or how they vocalize. Clackety, clackety, rootity, all that stuff, man. Just all that stuff. So what if the AI was fed instructions from the alien race, like if then statements, like if you impress Pharaoh with frogs, and this, or the Israelites see that, they're going to worship you because they've never seen stuff like this. So what happens is they keep, the AI has to convince them that he's a god, that the AI is a god. And then when they act out of the programming logic, it fucking, it, it, it melts down. It doesn't know what to do. So it's like error, error, comply, comply, wipe out, start over. Right, like... um. Like 2001, basically. Yeah. Like, it. well, in 2010, they explained why Hal got yeah. all fucked up. Conflicting instructions. Conflicting instructions. Yeah, so maybe this is bad programming. Right. 
That's very possible too. Um, but no, I think that I, I like this. No, this just, is no. this is an actual entity, like an actual carbon-based like life form, who's just a fucking cunt. Or what if like he looks like why we're, he? Just, we're just an anthill. So that's what I was gonna say too. We're just bugs. Yeah, and he'll just get more bugs. And like he gets frustrated, yeah, like because we're bugs. not doing what like he instructed, and he's like, "Fuck it, the you know, right. there's plenty of them to go around." Yeah, but here's where like um, Moses is pretty impressive. So Moses, right? Moses <laughs> convinces God. He's like, he convinces him, "Don't kill everybody." Do you remember how he convinced him? Um, go ahead. He said. Oh, don't kill them because then the Egyptians will be like, why did God lead them out of here just to kill them? Like it was yes. almost like you didn't and make a was, fool out of the was, Egyptians. The Egyptians are laughing at you now. He, he played to his fucking pride. And there was something and else that he said too. There was, right, there was the Egyptian thing where, oh, the Egyptians are just going to say that you're, no, you're the kind of God that leads these people into the wilderness to yeah. kill them. And there was one other reason. I can't remember what it was, but okay. So, yes, absolutely. So, so he convinces God, and then he comes down. This is, I don't understand this part, all right? So he convinces God not to kill them. Mm -hmm. God gives him the stone tablets. Mm -hmm. Okay. So now Moses has these stone tablets that have the writing of God with God's own finger on it. He comes down. He sees like these people having like, you know, they're like having a party like in front of like the golden calf. First he runs into, he runs into Joshua who's still halfway up the mountain. Okay. And Joshua's like, I think there's a war going on. Oh yeah, he's like, I keep hearing like all this cheering, and, right? But it's not on. like though it's not the sounds of battle. He says, well, "Winners or it's, losers." It's the sounds of like revelry. Yes, yes. So they're having like a good time, like yeah. they're yeah. So Moses gets down there, and he is super fucking angry. But he knew what he knew what was happening. And he smashes the tablets. In his defense, like any any human being, when it's happening over there, it's not quite real. But when you see with your own eyes, yeah, you go from zero to 100. I don't know. So anyway, so he's as like, he gets as crazy as God, but he he can't like burn everybody. And then what he does is... Wait, so are the Ten Commandments broken now? He smashed it. Yeah, he smashes... Right, God, he smashed the shit that God like wrote, front and back, by the way, it said. Yeah, yeah. So in Exodus 32, verse 20, he took the calf that they had made, burned it with fire, ground it to powder, scattered it on the water, and made the Israelites drink it. That's like Crazy. some dark shit, man. Yeah. Because it's gold, right? Yeah. That's got to be toxic to drink. I don't know. Is this like the first Goldschlager? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Holy shit. That's a sinful drink then, right? I'd say it tastes... Um, it must have tasted pretty good. I'm not sure what it tastes like. I'm just saying like it's a sin... Like Goldschlager is like representative of like a sinful drink. They were forced to drink. Oh, you think like the simple. modern, the people that made Goldschlager now it's like, like the devil's drink. This is what inspired them to do yeah, it. Absolutely. Revelation. Yes. Yeah. We, yes. Should, 
we should go to places mm-hmm. named San and Saint mm-hmm. and find bars and drink Goshlaga. Nice. And eat matzah. Oh, no. No, no, that's not good no eat leaven. Eat unleavened bread. No, or, that's or what they want. Bread. They want they Which one them. can you not eat? Leaven, because the aliens are allergic to wheat, uh, leaven, yeast, or whatever. Right. The, the risen, oh, so, the yeah. risen bread. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> so then, here comes the part with Aaron. So then Moses is like, yo, fucking Aaron. What the fuck? Yeah. And Aaron says, you know the people. They're bent on evil. Yeah. Okay. You kind of had a plot in this, Aaron, but did he? So Aaron says in verse 23, they said to me, quote, make us gods who shall go before us. As for this Moses, the man who brought us up out of the land of Egypt, we do not know what has become of him. So I said to them, whoever has gold, take it off. So they gave it to me and I threw it into the fire and out came this calf. Lion, son of a yeah, bitch. Yeah, he makes it seem like he didn't cast, like, the mold. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I remember he a liar. Right here in my notes, liar. So, punk. here's the funny part about this whole thing. This is why it's... You, you gotta say Yahweh isn't God. Because why should we believe that Yahweh is God... When it's obvious the people who have spoken and seen him directly don't even fucking believe it's God. Because if they did believe, like if Aaron actually believed this was a God or God, he wouldn't be doing any of this shit. Right. So, so how are we supposed right. to like 6, believe this 6,000 years later, we're God. supposed to believe this when yeah. they didn't believe it. Right. But it brings me back to because, well, it's still not a God because it's the, it's the, right. the lack of memory. Well, what I do 40 days ago, because their memories are like wiped out. Right. Like kept stupid. And, you know. So Moses goes, yo, who's with me? Who's on God's side? So this is how I know that not everyone was participating in like the worship of the calf. Because there were still people that weren't worshiping the calf. What do you? What do you? No, no, I'm no. I'm not shaking. I'm, I'm like Dan. They're probably like looking around, shaking. They, they, I'm being them looking around, going, "This ain't right, man." Yeah. So Moses calls upon whoever still worships Yahweh, basically, and like uh, who showed up? Like the Levites or Levi and Strauss and the and crew fucking showed up. Yeah, the Levites. Ridiculous. And, and then, then he gives them and shit. He gives them crazy fucking instructions. Yeah. So now, do you think the people, the the Levi Strauss guys, they had memory? Maybe they weren't fully controlled by uh by this this ointment, this whatever the hell. Ah, whatever, man. Who cares? Yeah. So like these Levi people. I mean, you're the fucking ignorant yeah. one with all the great yeah, theories. I gotta, I, I, so I, I, you, I gotta flesh you, that out. You, yeah. You. Give you, me you call about three o'clock thing. in the morning when I wake up thinking about the answer. Um. So what does he tell him to do? So in verse 27, Exodus 32, verse 27, Moses, he said to them, thus says the Lord, the God of Israel. Did the Lord say this? Because it seems like Moses might be just making this up at this point. What are you going to do? All right. Put your sword on your side. So he's addressing the people who still like, who did not worship the calf, who are all about Yahweh still. Put your sword on your side, each of you. 
Go back and forth from gate to gate throughout the camp, and each of you kill your brother, your friend, and your neighbor. So the sons of Levi did as Moses commanded, and about 3,000 of the people fell on that day. Moses said, Today you have ordained yourselves for the service of the Lord, each one at the cost of a son or a brother, and so have brought a blessing on yourselves this day. Okay, well, you're recovering from what you just said because yeah. I see that drained you because that's it's, this, it's, this is it's crazy. It's crazy. So that means a thousand Levi Strauss guys mm-hmm. got swords because they each killed a brother, a neighbor, and a friend. Mm-hmm. Which is fucking crazy blind loyalty. Mm-hmm. 3,000 people died. It's almost like when Abraham was told to kill his son, remember? But then at the last minute, guy was like, ha-ha, psych. This... <laughs> Moses isn't even directing them to kill like the people who are worshiping the calf. He's just directing them to kill these specific... A brother, a neighbor, and like... Yeah. I'm the, you know what? No. No. Because anybody who was on God's side yeah. would have joined the Levi Strauss people. Yeah, but I think this, so this, these murders, it doesn't appear that these are vengeance murders. This is, this is like joining a gang. This is like a jumping in. Like, Word. you're going to go and fucking, like, attack these random people. Yep, worse than random. To these prove than your random. loyalty. This is a brother, a friend, and a neighbor. Right. So it's... Even if you don't like them, you know them. Yeah, it's like colors. Yeah. Where's Pac-Man when you need him? <laughs> Pac-Man and I'm Yeah, Pac-Man. <laughs> that was uh, Sean Penn, uh, right? He sucks, yeah. So, think about this. Yeah. So, 3,000 people died that day. And what did Moses say? You are now like a coin. You are holy. You are going to, you're like, you're, you're, you're like the shit. This is how many people died on 9-11. And the people that did this were like considered like they, the reward was the same. And we wonder where our fucking shit comes from, man. We wonder where the fucking problems in modern world come from. They come from this fucking book right here. Yeah, but let's ban Mickey Mouse. Well, in fairness, I don't think we wondered. I think we knew that a lot of problems <sighs> come from. Yeah. Are we banning Mickey Mouse? Somebody's banning something. I don't know. <laughs> right. Definitely not the Bible, though, right? The no, Bible, no, no. The Bible the... never gets banned. No. No, Fucking we love good. the Bible. I'm going to say this. Oh, I'm sorry. By the way, in our very first episode, we talked about like which Bible we were going to read. Mm-hmm. And I brought up the fact that I don't even think people read the King James Bible. I think like the King James Version, which most people in this country have. Remember I said it's kind of like an heirloom that just gets passed down yeah. from one generation to the next without ever really getting read. Stolen from hotel rooms. So the reason I bring that up is this week I saw a TikTok video <laughs> of some fucking asshole father who's like, I'm going to bequeath my Bible to my kids. And like the TikTok video, he puts like the Bible into some kind of mold with his hands and basically, like, at the end of the video, it's, like, two plaster hands that are holding, like, this book, the Bible. And so, wow. like, you know, it could slide. The Bible can slide in and out of his hands. But here's the point. It's his Bible. Mm-hmm. That shit looks brand spanking new, son. That shit doesn't even have, like, a crack in, like, the spine. You know what I mean? So when I you mean? open it, it makes that cracking yeah. noise. Yeah, yeah. it's... It, 
totally unopened. So he's going to pass his Bible down to his kids who will never fucking open that book. Do you think it was the same Bible? Like a certain former guy did in front of a church, held it up in front of a church in Washington, D.C. Like, like, You're talking you about Donald it? Trump? I was just mentioning. Why would you say a former guy? A former guy. I don't know what something they call him. So I'm going to say this. A, a fucking piece of shit like him. Wow. I think on some level. Wow. I didn't realize that was a controversial take. Not at all. Go ahead. You don't know. <laughs> I said you don't know said, if Donald I Trump is not, a piece of shit. I said not at all. Oh, okay. Sorry, my bad. Because sometimes, like, I know you try to like try not to alienate people, <laughs> but I mean, you got to call a piece of shit a piece of shit. You know that's what a, I'm that's saying? That's a core audience, man. So he's a piece of shit. Um, a guy like him, on some level, I think, like, you know. When he was young, I think he did go to church. And on some level, he probably believes like in a God. Mm. No, you don't think so? Not at all. You don't think he believes like in a God? I think he believes a in a God. God because he feels like he's supposed to believe in a God. So right. he will say he believes in a God. I'm not saying he I lives think, the way God no, I don't would. Think he, I think, no, because I don't think you would live a certain way if you believed there was a God. So I don't really think he truly believes in a God. I believe, okay. I believe he can use God as a way to... You know, reach people. Right. Uh, he used God as a way to uh, ingratiate himself. Yeah, and go right. to events sure. like weddings and churches sure. and receptions and stuff like that. Sure. So uh, yeah, I don't think he I, it's God. not just him. Himself. Let's be honest, it's not just him, right? It's like almost every politician. Yeah, it's they're all full of shit. Ridiculous. I'm still waiting for the first like atheist politician. You know what I mean? Bernie almost said it. Like he almost said it, but like. You still, you can't quite like say you're an atheist. You know, it's it's bad enough he's a Jew. You know what I mean? But to say like he's also like atheist, forget and, about and I'm it. So, and I'm sorry. He, he and again, stereotyping. He has a lot of Jewish stereotype characteristics. Well, about yeah, he's, he's from Brooklyn. He's <laughs> yeah. like a Brooklyn Jew. So it's. <laughs> Like from the 1930s, that's like every cartoon, you know, yeah, exactly. like every cartoon stereotype, yeah. right? <laughs> like Ron Reagan Jr. was an atheist. I could believe that. Not Ron, tired of not, not scared. Reagan Jr. The son, yeah. Oh, the son, yeah. He's got that commercial. Does he? He has an yeah, atheist he's commercial. Like, yeah, he's like a. He's uh, he's, he's big into the whole. Let's really actually make separation of church versus state. Right. And he's he's like Ronald Reagan, atheist and not afraid to burn in hell. Right. He said that? Yes. Ronald Reagan Jr. Not, oh. Not Ronald, not oh, so Reagan. he said Ronald Reagan Jr. That's what I meant. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because you were like Ronald Reagan, not afraid to burn in hell. Oh, imagine he was out in his father. Like your father was, his father was full of shit. Fuck Ronald Reagan and fuck his piece of shit wife too. Okay. Anyway, anyway, anyway just say no to drugs. Because they were all opposed to, like, stem cell research until Ronald Reagan got, like, fucking dementia and Alzheimer's. Then it was, like, all, like, oh, now that it affects, like, you know, like, every, oh, I have a gay son, every so gay right winger, like, you know, like, they don't understand until it actually affects them. Because right, right. they can't, like, fucking transcend their own fucking experience. Right. So now, <laughs> what's crazy is when... Moses appealed to God to forgive the remaining, the survivors, yeah. or blot me out of this book you're writing. And God was like, no, I'm going to blot out the people that 
disobeyed me and were un, un, unfaithful to me. Mm-hmm. So I think it's funny that, like, so did Moses go, look, I handled it in-house. I took care of 3,000 people. Like, stay out of it. And God was like, no, that's not enough. What do you think God, what do you think God was like, yo, Moses, what the fuck, man? All right, so I... I, I didn't have that guy, was Moses the one with the son that he was going to kill? No, that was Abraham. So he's like, yo, I was just fucking with Abraham. I was fucking with you too. You killed 3,000 people. So I'm glad you bring this up because I too, I, I I didn't know how to interpret this either. So I, I want to, I, I, I cut out the whole section. So I want to read it to have okay. this conversation. So after the fucking murders, on the next day, Moses said to the people, you have sinned the great sin, but now I will go up to the Lord. Perhaps I can make atonement for your sin. So Moses returned to the Lord and said, Alas, this people has sinned the great sin. They have made for themselves gods of gold. He's telling God everything God already knows, basically, right? right? But now if you will only forgive their sin, but if not, blot me out of the book that you have written. But the Lord said to Moses, Whoever has sinned against me, I will blot out of my book. But now go lead the people to the place about which I have spoken to you. See, my angel shall go in front of you. Nevertheless, when the day comes for punishment, I will punish them for their sin. Then the Lord sent the plague on the people because they made the calf, the one that Aaron made. That's literally like how that. Yeah, that's how it ends. That's how the chapter runs. So God knows Aaron made that fucking thing, even though Aaron tried to act like he just melted gold and it became a calf. God knew. Well, that's the thing, too. Like, does God know because Moses told him and it's just not part of this book? You got to figure there's monitoring going on. I want to I want to talk about Moses motivation here. Like, did he feel he like God was going to wipe out everybody? And he was like, listen, I'll handle it. They're my people. I'll handle it. And he picked 3,000 to die. He called 3,000 and told God, it's handled. Let's move on. And then God was like, nah, man. Like, th- what was like? What was Moses' motivation to kill 3,000 people if it was not to impress God? Well, I think Moses' motivation was he needed people that he knew would be loyal to him. And yeah. then he told God that, like, he feels guilty, right? Is that why he told God to, like, blot his name out? Because he's like, I'm a bad servant. No, I think it was like, I can deal with going down in history as killing these 3,000 people, but not 600,000 people. Like, so if you're not going to forgive these second. people... That- Are you saying the sin that Moses is describing... Is the death of the 3,000 people? No, no, no. The sin is them worshiping another god. Okay. But I feel that Moses feel they, they've atoned for it by killing 3,000 people. And Moses is fully aware he's the reason those 3,000 people died. Right. Moses killed 3,000 people. If not but by his own hand. Even though he told those people that God told him that you have to do this. Yeah, because we know he didn't tell him that. So God did not tell him to do that. So he lied when he said Of course he did. Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, put your sword on your side, each of you, blah, 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 go kill. I think Moses in his twisted logic said, if I kill 3,000 of my people, he won't kill 600,000 of them. 
And somehow in his head, he but justified... But I thought they already con- agreed that God wasn't going to kill all those people. You know what I'm saying? Like, they already agreed and God sent them down with the commandments. I don't know, man. But I think what happened was Moses was okay killing 3,000. But if he's now going to be a party to killing 600,000, now that's when it crosses right. the line for him. Okay. That, that crosses his moral line. So, right. So now, okay. So... Th- so that logic works. If we're using the logic that you're describing, yeah, so Moses is like bargaining, you know, in in that circumstance. But I guess my confusion comes from God already, God wants to fucking burn everybody. And then mm. Moses talks him out of it. So why is Moses... A, under the assumption that God is going to wipe everybody out if they've already agreed that that's not what's going to happen. I want to point something out here. Moses, the day we meet him, kills an Egyptian. He is a party to every firstborn Egyptian being killed. He's a party to all the chariot and horsemen getting sucked up by the Red Sea. He's a party to the 3,000 that just get killed. The plague maybe not on him. The, I mean, let's not forget that he polluted the all the water. Yeah. Well, they cleaned it up, right? And afterwards, like there was like all right. not before people fucking died from like right. drinking so polluted Moses fucking blood is water. Not a good person. Absolutely not a good person. And now that we know that this is an occupying alien invasion force, he's a puppet for them. He's a sellout to his own people. Moses is a sellout. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm done with this. You're done with what? Done with this fucking episode. <laughs> You're done. done. Fucking episode. Are you angry? Yeah, I'm a little pissed off at this shit. All because of the golden calf? Nah, man. So the, wait the a killing, second. Who fuck- are you? All right. So in this episode. Mad at everybody. Who is the biggest asshole? Moses. Moses, Yahweh, or the fucking, or Aaron? Or Aaron was weak. the people who worshipped the golden calf. Because <laughs> they were all... It seems like everyone's a piece of shit. Okay, how many people are we saying worship the golden calf? Let's say a third. So 200,000? Okay. How many people worship Tucker Carlson? Worship? <laughs> Or watch. <laughs> I don't know. About 200,000. I'm done with it, man. I don't care. I don't care. You know, listen, Aaron was weak. Because Aaron gave in. He made the go- He's like, okay, get the gold. I'll make a fucking idol. And he was and he was left in charge. That's like our governor appointing a lieutenant governor who gets handcuffed and arrested like a couple weeks later. Like, you know, bad choice, Moses. You chose a bad leader. That's what happened in New York. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. So I said Governor Hochul. Is that her name? Again. First of all, you didn't say Governor Hochul. You just gave an example. And again, because you know absolutely nothing, when you actually like stumble upon like facts <laughs> and information, like I don't know if you're just like using an example and like, you know, a broken clock, like being right twice a day. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Right. I don't mind. So Aram and her were left in charge. I don't know where the fuck her was during this. H-U-R. Yeah, he was probably in the bathroom yeah. while this guy's making the golden calf. He came yeah. in on the bathroom and goes, what the fuck is going right. on here? I'm going to take a shit and this mm-hmm. is what happens. Aaron was just weak. And he proved it by when confronted by uh, Moses, mm-hmm. he said, no, nah, I just threw the gold in there, you know, like innocently and the calf came out. He And he lied. So he's just weak. All right. So, so 
so listen, God is the ultimate evil here. Well, Yahweh. Yahweh, sorry. Right. Yahweh is the ultimate evil here. But Moses is just not he should have he should have fucking known better. All right. So they're at they're at Mount Sinai and things have soured quite a bit. Right? Um and uh we're gonna leave it with God uh giving a plague to the people that worship the golden calf. Yeah. Great. Hmm. Right. Peace. Peace out.